Hello and welcome. I stole your intro there. You did. Welcome to Three Losers in a Church. This is episode 30. We made it to 30. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, this episode is about transforming culture. Um, and I was inspired by a book that I'm reading, partially out of obligation and partially because I wanted to read it. Um, and I'm in a point in the book where he's talking about transforming the culture around you. Um, he used the line, transformed people transform cultures. And uh, it kind of caught me off guard because I've always been a little on the defensive about like, where do we draw the line between like changing the culture around us and not infringing on other people's way of living life and like whatnot and rights. And uh, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. And this book has been kind of pushing me in some different directions as to like how to approach that. So that was kind of my inspiration for this idea because it's and maybe defensive is not the right word, but it also might be the right word because I understand that we, us three are in America and, you know, there's a right to live a certain way and not have your beliefs forced upon you and whatnot. And then as Christians, we also are told to be living a certain way in some regards. And we have a higher authority than the government. Mm. So. Yeah. And it's definitely like when it comes to like choosing to change culture, um, I think a lot of times I'm kind of like skeptical of being like, Oh, like, but that's not really my place. Right. Like this is in play. This is larger than me. Um, so I'm like, Oh, like I shouldn't even meddle with that. Even if I like, I could. Right. Mm. Um, and regardless if I don't think you can like intentionally be like, all right, today I'm going to change culture. It's like, no. And like kind of, that's the point of that quote is that like through changed people, you know, the culture changes, mm-hmm. um, kind of whether they really do it or not. It's not yeah. at play. Yeah. And that's, I think a lot of the point of what this, at least this specific book has been talking about is like, um, it was written by Chuck Colson who started prison fellowship after being imprisoned and whatnot. Um, and like he, he came to Christ in prison and he literally transformed like the way we interact with prisoners and share the gospel and stuff. And so he's giving all these examples of people that have been changed and want to like through that transformation, they're kind of like intrinsically changing things. Um, and it's not necessarily like they're going out and evangelizing in some cases they might be, but a lot of it is like, well, I'm transformed and I want to see this change in the world. So I'm going to start like this program or this, Mm. like I'm going to help take care of this neighborhood or do this thing. And, um, that's, I think more of what he's emphasizing, but it's because they've been transformed that they want to like see things change for the way that they believe things should be happening or working, I guess. Yeah, it relates to like wokeness, you know. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> which I was sitting here and I was like, "Oh, that's God a, is woke." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a weird word. Um, but like, let's say you're woke about the environment, right? Mm. And you know, you you know really care for it, and like things, you realize that we're living in, and you know, we're just destroying our planet. Um, you're going to then do things because you know those things to change the state of the world, and hopefully impact people to then, you know, also positively. Mm impact the environment yeah um so like it makes sense right like if you care about something you want to share it mm-hmm. um so i, I can but i don't think like well this is a bad example because people do go out and do this but like <laughs> if you're really like for the environment you're not gonna like you know go yell at people to do it 
but like, yeah, I mean, like even in Christianity, like if you use that, like you care about it, you know, you're going to still go out and share, but I, it's like a weird, I don't know why I was going that, but yeah. But yeah, there's like a good and a bad way of like <clears throat> thinking about like PETA, you know, mm. like animal rights is a good thing and taking care of animals is a good thing. But PETA does it terribly. Not so. always, but most of the time, yes, <laughs> I agree with you. They do do some good things, I think. They might. I don't know. I have a lot of opinions about PETA. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like going to back to like the like the platform where you do it, right? Because I think one of your questions that you wrote was, which was interesting, was like, how far do we go trying to transfer culture without infringing on other people's rights and beliefs? Mm. Like, who? Why do we? Maybe this is wrong, but like, why do we have to tie everything to the gospel when we do something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and that's. Another thing that has been interesting is he's been the same author was writing about how like a lot of these things make sense, even not from a Christian standpoint, like because the way that God intended things to be when he created them is a way that like makes a lot of sense to people, even if there's no like religious association with it at all. Like um, he was talking about like the broken window theory. Mm -hmm. Um, You seem like you've already you're already familiar with that. But, yes. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. Like the idea that like oh, if there's a broken window on a building, then and it's not fixed, then it's more likely to attract like crime because it gives off this vibe that like people don't care about it and it's going to deteriorate and they're not willing to make change basically. And um, it was kind of the whole. He's been talking a lot about or talked a lot. He's dead now. This book was written in 1999, <laughs> but he, he talked a lot about how like you know we should be addressing those things even not from a christian perspective because like people realize they don't want crime and drugs and things in their neighborhoods so yeah so i think like even if at that moment you're not sharing the gospel you're still like doing good you're doing what god like you're helping restore things to the way god intended them to be even if you're not like shoveling dirt reading luke out loud or something like that that's a weird image yeah <laughs> maybe you are i don't know <laughs> to you and like to kind of go back to that whole broken glass thing which i like it's debated if it works i mean mm-hmm. I, like i think it does mm-hmm. um and i guess yeah to kind of clarify like the idea is that because there's less of these like smaller crimes right like breaking windows and, like that kind of stuff mm-hmm. people then like feel like oh like there's not a lot of crime in this neighborhood, therefore they, they don't commit more crimes. Um, so, like, you would be less likely to commit a murder if there's, like, you know, they really crack down on, like, thief, like, yeah. pickpocketing and, you know, like, breaking in enter, like, those kind of, like, smaller crimes. Mm. I, think, um, I think theft is the one. Theft, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> when I say thieving. It's a thief. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and so... I guess that kind of relates to, yeah, like in a way of like, oh, people see like, oh, like these small things are bad, right? So therefore like, I don't say bad, but like have negative implications. So therefore like, oh, we should probably work on those and then the larger ones will kind of come with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like it doesn't always, you know, you don't have to, you know, abolish the whole system to change right. you know, something yeah. small, uh, which is an interesting point. You don't have to like tear down culture to change it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the approach. Yeah. Yeah, your mentality. I think it's a good analogy, too. Like, when you, like, accept Christ and you're transformed, it's not necessarily, like, in most cases, like, you're not totally different all at once, you know? There's, like, little things you have to work on and change, and whether they're, like, habits or ways of thinking about things. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same thing. Like, you can't change a whole culture all at once, but you can, yeah. like, 
help get trash off the street or help like tutor some students or something like that. Small things. Yeah. It's like little transformations to make a larger transformation, I guess. I like keep equating it back to evangelism in my evangelism in my head. Yeah. Which I, I mean is kind of true. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, they're not the same thing. I'm just like in my head, they're like being notched together. Right. Me too, yeah. to be honest. And it's weird because like then if you get to a point where it's like another thing they were talking about is like education reform. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a fine line because like separation of church and state. And it's like how can we focus on education reform without like overbearing <laughs> everything, you know? And like, should we be worried about that from a legal standpoint yeah. or a Christian standpoint? And like, because there was that whole thing about like evolution being taught in schools, right? Mm. And like, I remember reading a ton of books when I was younger, where like the books were like from like the early like seventies, eighties, or whatever time period it was. But the, like, that was always like a they always had like a chapter, or, like a plot where it's just like, oh, our teacher talked about evolution, and now the town wants them out because they're speaking of science instead of God's way. Um, I don't know, just interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just like an example of like, oh, like. Do you teach? Yeah, I don't know. I, I lost my train of thought on that one, but yeah. I think it goes back to the point of how like churches are designed to be in cultures, mm-hmm. um, not to be necessarily shaped solely. I mean, this is bad. The churches should not mm-hmm. be shaped solely by culture, mm-hmm. but I think there's a delicate balance of being too removed from culture opposed to not. Yes, right. um, because I mean, we can all think of examples. I mean, like, even, like, monks. Like, monks are great, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be... I like As much as I want to be a monk, right? I'm right. not going <laughs> to legitimately become one because their lifestyle is so different than mine, mm-hmm. right? Right. Takes, I think we actually talked about that once, Yeah. It, it takes, like, a, such an extreme... Mm. Like, they're so removed from culture that that's... And, like, that's their... That's the whole point, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then, like, if we're talking about, like, realistically sharing the gospel or changing culture... Mm-hmm. Um, then, like, we still need to be in that culture. We still yeah. need to be with the people, you know, eat with the tax collectors. <sighs> right. The politicians. The politicians. The politicians. Ooh. I keep thinking about, like, the word approach because, like, some people, like, infringing on other people's beliefs and right. Ah. The, the classic example I think of is, like, the topic of homosexuality. Like, in my head, I have, like, imagine, like, people will be talking about, like, oh, yeah, God this, God that. But then the topic of homosexuality comes up and someone's like, oh, is it right or wrong? Some people will say, eh. Other people say, I'm okay with it. And then there are the, there's the party that always goes like, it's absolutely wrong. The Bible says this and everything. And they just go ham on that approach. And like, I mean, I'm just like trying to like point at just normal social interactions, but I feel like you got to read the room, right? You got to read what you're doing and the kind of like the effect that you have. Like if you're going out, just saying like trashing, if you were, if your first initial reaction is to trash or like, to like really be very legalistic like i get i don't know i just get uncomfortable with that idea like mm-hmm. well yeah because like god meets us where we are yeah like we should be meeting people where they are especially mm-hmm. if we're trying to like make a point or change something you know yeah. but if you're just going in like kamikaze on them straight up then, no yeah yeah then i mean i'd get defensive too if somebody just walked in they're like you're wrong mm-hmm. and this is why <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think of the, the classic example of like you know like when you're working with youth groups like kids some kids are strong in their faith. Other kids have very a lot of knowledge of their faith. But then there's always that situation where you have that one kid who's just very legalistic. It's like, oh, I don't think that's right. Or I don't think that's right. And then like they have to approach in the manner that they think 
they believe it to be right. Mm-hmm. And everything becomes a battle for them or like they have to prove their point. And I think part of it's like also maturity, but I feel like there's a lot of people out there, a lot of Christians who like even into well into like further into life, they still kind of cling on to that like immaturity or like the lack of um, ability to see what's going on around them. I don't know. That's something irks me about that a lot. Like just like this conversation kind of makes me think about that. Like the representation, the approach Mm -hmm. is what bothers me by a lot of people. And like, Back to your kind of like the approach is very interesting because we, and it relates back to the whole idea of like, mm-hmm. we need to be a part of culture. Yeah. Uh, and like reading the room, like I first thought in my head, like, oh, like each room in its way has its own, like, you know, social culture. Mm, sure. Like if the three of us in one room, we well basically know how to interact, right? Yeah. If, you know, there's another person, right? That we all know, like that culture changes, but we know how to interact in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very interesting when people, Really, and some people I like. It really fascinates me when people don't know how to interact um, <laughs> in certain. And, and like, of course, there's moments where I'm like, oh, like I don't know. But like, where they're just like they're totally feeling the room wrong, and they're like they're going off on something else. You're like, yeah. ooh, like uh, some of you guys like sit there and kind of laugh because I'm like, oh, this is like uh, nervous <laughs> laughter. <laughs> right? it's, I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course, we can all think of times, and I'm sure I've. I mean, I've done that many yeah, times, okay, and we yeah. all have. Um, but. Like there's a point of like realizing what's happening in the room, realizing that in this case, social culture and how people interact and like, um, and not like shape yourself to necessarily fit that, but like you still need to interact in a way that fits that social culture in mm-hmm. that room. You can't just, you know, like how we interact, I can't just go, you know, talk to like elderly people at the church, right? It's going to mm-hmm. be a totally different environment. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be negative if I like just was like, ah, right? Like, wouldn't, <laughs> it would be a disaster. <laughs> so like reading that and understanding it, but also like being a part in that culture and yeah. like interacting with that opposed to like. Yeah. Cause then you like understand what forms the way they think mm-hmm. and like why they act certain ways opposed to us. And it's not so much us versus them anymore, you know? This really relates back to that Christianity versus the world and Christianity yeah. in the world. That's true, yeah. This is kind of like a sequel. It is. <laughs> I was kind of come up with a good title, but I didn't. <laughs> um, another question I had that's off the top of my head. We talk, we keep using the phrase transforming culture, but like, I guess like, I'm just curious to hear, like, what are your definitions of quote unquote culture? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what does it mean to transform culture? What would it even look like? What's the ideal? Right. That's true. And like, that's, I think that's what got me the most about this book is like a lot of people write all these arguments like in a vacuum and it's all very hypothetical Mm. and like what you're saying sounds great, but your life doesn't really reflect any of this or like how practical is it? And like, I think it's interesting to hear from a guy who's not like this guy staunchly supported like Richard Nixon, which like right immediately is just like, Ooh, I don't know if, you know, (laughs) and so it's like, I read it and it's like, oh, you're not just trying to pick a side and like do things like you actually had a successful like mission group in your life and like actually changed like, for example, he changed prison cultures a lot because that was his thing. Like he would go in and they'd change the way that prisoners were treated, the way that they treated each other, shared the gospel with them. Um, And so I guess I just think about like the parts of the world that are not reflecting the way that God intended to live, like whether it be school or like the arts or even politics, which I tend to shy away from, but like a society where people can live, you know? I mean, I think we all kind of like jump to our, like 
hot button issue where of like it was very interesting that you, you went to prison and arts were like the two things like right. education like very interesting or immediately I was just kind of like oh but people just need to like learn how to vibe out better oh you know? my <laughs> goodness vibe it out that topic um, I need to finish my animal crossing but like, duties <laughs> but like I don't know. People don't have understand anybody. They just like I'm right, and you're like, okay, well, you're probably not, but it's okay, like, right? Yeah. And like, just like interactions with people, and just like, I don't know, people like strong head run into situations, which I mean, I'm guilty of, but like, people don't go like, oh wait, how will this make this person feel? How does this really interact with this situation? Mm. Like, that's, but it's a developed skill, isn't it? Like, you- yeah, yeah, but I think it's a part of culture too. Yeah. Not that many people are aware of how other people are feeling or what. Like, it's, it's, it's I, uh, naturally, it's not your first instinct, right? Mm. Um, I think we even talked about this. Like, the idea of code switching is accommodating the other individuals that you are interacting with. Um, and I think, I guess, like, because, like, we are living, we live in a college town, or in this case, a college ghost town. Um, <laughs> nah, true. <laughs> the idea, there's also the idea is just, like, everyone's hyper-focused on their experience and yeah. what they're doing. So, like, what we witness and what we're surrounded by are people just like, oh, this is about me, 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 me. Um, the me, me, me mentality, as I used to call it when I was younger. I still have it. Um, but it's like, how do you break out of that and, like, try to think from someone else's perspective? Going back to the that phrase be woke about it but and i don't think it's just a college town thing i think the world as and i hate that statement but the world write it down the world (laughs) as a whole definitely has like a very like me central right which makes sense i mean we as you know human beings as creatures as animals are designed to protect you know ourselves and our you know our offspring yeah um the three of us don't have any offspring (laughs) so (laughs) um <laughs> he said, "Hopefully, I can hold it together." <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we're designed to, like, you know, guard that. So it's very difficult to like go, like, okay, so put myself aside and focus on somebody else. Mm. Um, but I think, for me at least, that's like something where I'm like, oh, like, but that's where, like, that's where the magic happens. Like, that's those are the moments where you go, like, oh shoot, like this is what life is really about, mm. right? Um, and so, like that, but it's very interesting how, like, my mind immediately went to that. Um, Shows you your priorities. Yeah, yeah. It was just it was yeah. very funny. We like all kind of like were, uh, Chris and I. You didn't say anything, but Chris <laughs> yeah, and I, when we nice. shared, like, kind of went to our things that like <laughs> very like our things. Right. It was just like, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and like. I also keep alluding to Belize because it's the only foreign country I've been to. <laughs> so, but um, like even that culture in the small town we were in, or even village, I guess it was. But it was like there was this culture where you could go into other people's houses. A lot of times you didn't even have to like knock. You could mm-hmm. just show up whenever and like you could use their bathroom like with permission. But like, <laughs> you know, like it was just like a very open door kind of culture. And like you could walk around the streets and just talk to people. And even that is weird for me because we're in New England. Where it's like, get out of my face, don't talk to me, like, don't come near my property kind yeah. of thing. And to me, like, even though I don't know how many of them would necessarily call themselves Christians or if it's like a Christian culture, quote unquote, it like that feels like a very godly way of living life mm-hmm. to me. Like, that's probably how God intended things to be is for us to be in like a community where we can approach each other. And, you know, so what I'm getting is to approach each other and with permission to ask to use their bathroom. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. dude. I'll be your best friend if I can use your toilet. You already do that. It's true. That's why we work <laughs> so well together. 
Yeah, I like interestingly, whenever I see the idea of like, oh, just like pop in and say I'm in your house, right? People go like, <laughs> well, first of all, no one ever does that. But yeah. <laughs> I was like, me. yeah, it's free. <laughs> um, people are always like thrown off by that mm. idea. And I'm like, oh, like that's just, and I'm not saying like I have the best life and I know how to live. And I like, I just like, I don't know. You're that's just, you're vibing. Yeah, I'm just vibing. But also like that's how my family was a lot of the times. Like it was definitely just like pop in and be like, hey, what's up? Like, yeah. I don't know. It was just very, like my family's yeah. local, so like that's normal. Admittedly, when I moved in with you guys, and then you, uh, I, I took, I took a house key, and then I, you guys were just like, "Yeah, we don't lock the doors," and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> right. I told my parents that like I don't have a key to my own house, and like the guy I'm living with doesn't, and they were like, "Ooh." Like you could feel the tension. Yeah. <laughs> like we lock our door if we go out to the dumpster, you know. Like yeah. so, it's like very. Please don't rob me. Um. Well, this is, yeah, this is Western Mass. Like, it's a Western Mass thing. I would talk to, like, all yeah. my coworkers. They're like, yeah, I don't lock my doors. And they're, like, telling me, the one time I lock my door is the one time I get locked out. I know, like, right? Oh, That's man. a classic Western Master line, oh, too. Goodness. Yeah, she's local, too. Amherst, Amherst person. And I was like, ah. Mm. And I also know where she lives because I accidentally followed her all the way home because we took the same path. <laughs> wow. This is... Ooh. Ooh. Honesty hour. <laughs> Honesty hour. Hey, Kathy Z, if you happen to be listening to this, you're awesome and lovely. I hope you have a good day. <sighs> Sam's gonna rob you, <laughs> <Sam>. <laughs> or you could rob me for that matter. That's the kind of stuff that I've been trying to think about the last few days. Is like a way of living life that represents what God wants, even if it's preemptive to actually sharing the gospel with somebody. You know, like that kind of culture where it's like we can walk into each other's doors. And like show up to each other's houses and whatnot, and like maybe that leads into being like, "Have you heard about Christ?" <laughs> you know that kind of thing. I think for me, when I hear that, it's like the idea of creating opportunities to talk about Christ. Like, I believe I've. I, I think for me, that was a huge tar- part of my life, part of my life, part of my life. <laughs> I would like a tart right now. Um, where like it was hard for me to say I was a Christian in public, but like for me, even in education, like. Maybe because I'm just super lax about it, but like my interview for that school was like straight up. It was like, oh yeah, like I work in a church, like I'm Christian, whoop de doo. And then they're like, oh, okay. Um, kind of weird when like <laughs> your principal's like, yo, you got any more people like you? <laughs> like the heavy implication. I'm just like, well, um, there's no one like me, so let's get that cloning machine happening. Um, but I think that's like something that I've been trying to take ownership, at least when it comes to like changing culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like I'm going to say, like, oh, I'm a Christian, blah, blah, blah. But, like, um, I think I've talked about this on previous episodes. I wear a wristband from um, the City Church uh, 3v3 basketball tournament. And it just has three images on it. That's And it also says John 3.16. But I usually flip that inside out, so it's just a black band. But then, like, there are, very, there are moments where, like, it flips inside out. Like, I had a teacher grab my wrist. It's like, oh, what's your wrist? Like, it was kind of a – I was like, oh, hello there. But she grabbed my wrist and was, like, trying to read my wristband. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm a Christian, blah, blah, blah. But, like, trying to open up, like, opportunities or, like, even talk about stuff like that. Um, I've had kids who are like, yo, Mr. Sue, are you a Christian? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, or I talk about my other job. I'm like, yeah, I work two jobs. I, like, help out with First Baptist for, like – um, college ministry and they're like oh like for a church i'm like yeah and i had some kid who also found me online because they searched me up and then they're like oh i found your profile on the first baptist church website i was like yeah i'm a christian what's up um <laughs> Gosh, you can do that <laughs> yeah isn't that crazy um but i think just like using those opportunities and those moments in life where i'm like yeah i have i have my faith i have my belief but 
I'm here. I I do these things because I genuinely care and I want like uphold uphold you guys and support your education. And if it leads into another conversation, then so be it. Like I I want to create those opportunities and just be there. You know, vibing, but also just explaining vibing. why. When the time come, when the time arises where I have to explain why I'm vibing, then I will explain. Right. It's yeah. not this like sense of obligation necessarily. It's like I want to do these things yeah. because that's the way God made us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finding the opportunities to talk about faith is so fascinating. Yeah. Like, my, my bus driver was telling me, he was like, oh, yeah, you know what I'm Like, help me remember, but what was that Bible story about, like, the guy who walked on water? And then I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> Let's talk about Jesus. Right. Um, or even, like, seeing or, like, sharing your faith so people can see your perspective on life. Yeah. Um, I really need to write a book about me and Brian, the bus driver. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I really like having conversations with them. I like, I don't know. I haven't, of course, now that I don't go anywhere except for my house. Um, I don't even, oh, it's just how weird this life is weird that we're living right now. Um, but so, like, intern year, I think it was very interesting because I, I didn't have school. Mm. I worked at UMass Dining, which was very odd. And then I worked at First Baptist. Um, so it was just like, and it was like an odd collection of like, I had some old high school friends, I had some like old work friends, I had some work friends. And then I had like FBC people. And so like now I like only have FBC friends because <laughs> everyone else has abandoned me, um, which is fine. I don't know, whatever. Um, but it was, just, like, it was very interesting when people would be like, oh, like, so Tyler, so like, what is this other job you do? Like, tell me about this. Like, what's going on? And so like, those were the randomest times. Of course, those are the moments where you're like, oh, I don't really want to talk about this right now, mm. but okay, let's go. <laughs> um, or like, it was just like, someone called me recently and was just like, Tyler, like, dude, like, explain this situation to me. Help me figure this out. And of course, I'm always like, well, you know, you have to look at both sides. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I never give an actual answer, but um, which I think some people hate. Uh, most people hate that. Um, but they're like, oh, like, how do you, like, do that? And like, why, like, why do you, why do you care? Why would you sit and talk to me on the phone and help me figure out the situation? Mm. And I'm like, oh, like, well, partially because, you know, you're a friend and I care about you, but also, like, I mean, what else is there to do in life? This is what it's really about. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so, I don't know. There's always those, yeah, we were talking about like finding a moment of like why we process life the, the way yeah. we do. Um, and I don't know, like I always find that very interesting because people think I'm a weirdo. Yeah, um, you are. So <laughs> I, I am, I'll admit it. But like, it's always interesting because I can always be like, oh, like here's the reason why mm. I, you know, break down life this way or think this way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I guess at some point we're all on the same page. But we have different ways of processing it. Yeah. But there's some sort of middle ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're all vibing in our own different way. Yeah, we just vibing. We just vibing. <laughs> we just vibing. I mean, I don't know about you. you. I feel like you've just been suffering and dying every day. I mean, more or less. But there's that backdrop of like, I'm doing this for God. Mm-hmm. I'm like I st- I'm still lucky in that my grad school work all pertains to my faith, and then I get to learn more about God. That's crazy. Yeah. So like, even in the worst of it, I'm still like, well, at least it's not like biochemistry or something. No, right. I have no interest in whatsoever. <laughs> well, that was episode thirty. 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 Title: Transforming Culture. Indeed. Thank you for listening. You can find all our other episodes and other ways to listen to us and check us out on our website at the number three losersinachurch.com. 
Um, we're on Spotify. We're on the App Store Apple podcast. <laughs> I clearly am an Android user. Um, and yeah, hope you guys are having a good one. Okay. I don't remember how to close. We out. We out. <laughs> bye bye. We out. Have a good one.